I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. idiots welcome back to ignorance is blessed finally i've been gone for a little while uh for those of you just joining for the first time this is a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions i'm your host jessica michelle singleton jms whatever you want to call me uh i'm an idiot and i don't know anything that's why we're here to learn the answers to all of our dumb questions but specifically mine that's why i started a podcast If you're new to this podcast and you haven't subscribed, please go ahead, hit that subscribe button, give it a rating and a reviewing. Is that how to say that? On iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps, helps other people find the podcast, and then more of us can learn the answers to our ignorant questions. And thank you so much to everyone who has newly subscribed and reviewed. And for those of you who have been here forever, I love you. Shout out to my best idiots forever, Gene and Kathy, that is top tier level patrons on my Patreon. If you want to partake in some extracurricular ignorance, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. We do bi-weekly crappy hours, um, bonus content. I was going to say something else, but now I don't know. Oh, you get the unedited. You don't even have to listen to me say this bullshit. On Patreon, you get the full episode, uh, no matter how long it is. None of these commercials. What? Commercials? Is that what they're called? Ads. Uh... Nothing. You just get straight up interview. Comes at you. You don't need to hear my dumb monologue. You get to hear that in person at crappy hour. So head on over there. Help support the podcast. Support me and uh, help me keep bringing content to you. There was something else I wanted to add. And now I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. You get the full episode. I said that. But so for those of you who don't know or haven't realized this, I'm cutting these episodes off at an hour for the free content. This one coming up was an hour and 40 minute interview. So if you want the extra 40 minutes, you got to go over to Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get extra, extra. And you can help me feed my dumb little face and my cute little dog. Thank you to all my patrons, patrons, Patreon subscribers. And shout out to Neurogum for helping make this podcast and anything I get done possible. It's caffeinated gum with l-theanine and b vitamins so it's focused energy it's tasty i love it and you can love it too use the code jms at getneuro.com for 15 percent off your first order they gave me that code to give you guys because they heard how much i loved it how cool is that this is an authentic great partnership i loved them before they were advertising and giving me codes for you guys i love them even more now because hopefully it's helping some of you Hit me up. Let me know how you're enjoying your Neurogum if you have purchased. And also, if you're looking for mental health help, check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash JMS. Get exactly what you would get without that code, but then I get a little bit of money. <laughs> Look, that's a shitty deal. I know that. But if you were thinking about going to get teletherapy anyway, and you're like, I love this host, let's hook her up with a little, a little dollop of pennies, there you go. There's a link in the show notes. For BetterHelp and Neurogum, uh, if the Neurogum doesn't work, check out BetterHelp.com because Neurogum is great for focus. Probably not a good, 
uh, cure for your depression. Huh. Or TMJ, as my roommate just whispered to me as I'm recording this at our kitchen table. Join the Facebook group. Facebook. I didn't. I was about to give you a web address. I don't know the web address. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. You can ask for answers to your ignorant questions. You can get in um, adult conversations. That always sounds like mature conversations. Adult sounds like it's we're having sex, cyber sex in my Facebook group. We're not that I've noticed. Maybe some of you have skated by without me seeing. It's a lot of uh, funny memes, memes that maybe you're like, ah, oh my God, they went too far, but it's so funny. Or if you have a question, you're like, look, I know that this is according to what I'm seeing on the internet, not a popular opinion, but here's how I feel. Let's talk about it. It's a, it's a room for discourse. Come there. It's a safe space for unsafe thoughts. We're all friends. We're all getting along despite our differences. And I would, right now would be the place where I would plug my shows, but I don't fucking have any. So you guys, what I am going to plug is this guest coming up. It's Fifi Dosh, longtime friend. Uh, she has just recently this year came out as transgendered. So I knew her before she was out. Uh, and now I know her still. And I'm asking her about her transition and how that came about, how she realized that's what was up. Because I think a lot of us who aren't experiencing that and maybe are just hearing about it for the first time are like, what's going on? What is this transgender thing? And I know I just did an episode about it with Robin Tran, but I don't know. I felt like it got good response and a lot of people were curious about other things. And this is someone who is just freshly transitioning, not only at the beginning of a transition, but in quarantine, no less, which is crazy. Like what a, what a wild turn. So Fifi, let me ask her a ton of questions and we had some laughs, and I think that there's no better time for this interview than right now, especially given that my other podcast is Harry Potter related. And boy, are people upset with J.K. Rowling about her comments on gender. And uh, we recorded this before that, so I wasn't able to uh, try to well actually about J.K. Rowling with Fifi. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we'll talk about that on the other podcast, Fil Two Filthy Nerds, if you're interested in Harry Potter and other nerd content, because we are going to transition eventually from Harry Potter to other things. It's a whole nerd deep dive in different fandoms. Check out Two Filthy Nerds. And enough about all the things I have going on, which really isn't that much, but it seems so overwhelming. Let's get to my guest, hilarious, uh, finalist on Roast Battle on Comedy Central, incredible comedian, Fifi Dosh. Hey, idiots. Uh, I am here via Zoom with my good friend, Fifi Dosh, joining me. Thanks for uh, spending your Sunday evening with me, Fifi. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I had all these plans to, like, you know, go out clubbing and, you know, <laughs> go to a lot of high-density places and just sneeze the night away. But, you know, I, I decided I wanted, I'd rather be here. I mean, you're what a, a hero. I know that in times like these, that's the most we can do. And for you to sacrifice that is such a gift um it's really making me think you know okay real talk do i even like old people and people <laughs> this is gonna kill i mean i'm just asking questions you know <laughs> i love you yeah it's like let's wait who are we gonna lose I don't know. I think we'll yeah. be fine, you know? Yeah. Everyone's talking about how they hate baby boomers all this year. And then, you know, it's it's like it's like we made a boomer joke on a monkey's paw and got coronavirus. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh my God. It's so true. Yeah. Ever, everyone's so angry and hates them until now. And it's like, except for my one good grandma, we have to yeah. save her. That's so funny. Yeah. And, my, let's, and let's, let's be real. She's a B minus grandma at best. At best. No one that age is a great person. They're like, you know, maybe good for the era. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God, I love you. Uh, this is humor I miss in my life. I miss, uh, I miss the comedian hang, you know? Oh God, me too. Like I did another podcast yesterday and I just, I just miss, I miss bullshitting with comedians more than anything. The rest I don't care about. I mean, truly. And like, I I do, I miss like stand up, but it's, yeah, it's just not the same as like even with the small people I'm quarantined with, cause I'm with my boyfriend and my roommate and they're great. And it's, it's been, you know, pretty decent, but it's just the conversation's not the same. It's the lines we cross. Yeah. Well, it's, I would imagine you've got to like, cause I'm alone in my own apartment. I would imagine you've got to like, to keep, to keep a relationship like that going, you got to like go out and have new stuff happen to you, you know? Oh yeah. So it it is a weird, like, how are you today? You know, we're like yeah. still here. Great. Yeah. Good. Good. And I mean, we're all feeling it. There's going to be one day when, you know, you're going to run out of stories and the internet's going to go down and it's just, and that's going to be it. That's the apocalypse. Yeah. And that's yeah. when I jump off the balcony. And yeah. so that's why I have a balcony. <laughs> it's not even my apartment. I'm like, that's why I have a balcony. You know, I have to say people always you know, fantasize about like, you know, when the apocalypse happens, I'm going to do this. And everyone showed their true colors because everyone's like, oh, I'm going to move into the desert. I'm going to ride a motorcycle and get a shotgun to fight the zombies. And every, what everyone's doing is going, stay inside or I'm telling. That's what you do. <laughs> In a Mad Max world, you're going to become a fucking tattletale. That's what you're yeah. going to do. Just uh, fusing to your couch and yelling out the window at people who don't have masks on. Yeah, like, how yeah. dare you? Yeah. Don't, humongous. That's their oil. I'm going to call the government. Come on. I'm telling. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like cowering in terror in grocery store lines. Like, it's oh, like God. everyone thought they were going to be a vigilante. And it's like, no, you would follow the rules so quickly. Oh, you would have been a Nazi so easily. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. That's, yeah. You it's get it. This is, why, this is why we're friends. <laughs> I know. Fuck. Okay, well, let's get into, I guess, I was, mm. meat and potatoes sounds like a weird thing to say. The meat and potatoes of this conversation. It's terribly transphobic already. I know. And you know. It's <laughs> old Jessica Michelle. <laughs> I mean, they can't cancel me. They never let me get started. But <laughs> that'll be my my biggest moment is me being canceled and people being like, I never heard of her until now. And I hate her. I got a friend who's on like his sixth canceling now. It's like, well, it's like, I mean, for fuck's sake, what does someone have to really do to be solidly canceled around here? How many I know. people have to suck or make it, people suck? Back in 2015, we canceled someone. We meant it. I know these amateurs. It's like we, people canceled Mel Gibson. He didn't come back for 10 years. I know. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing now. Huh. Making a ton of money. Yeah. Blaming the Jews from inside his home. Yeah. <laughs> and outside, apparently. That was a problem. 
<laughs> that's <laughs> the first day he leaves his house in quarantine he gets canceled yeah. again <laughs> I, I always i always loved how like he got pulled over for dui and he told the cop like you know the jews are responsible for all the wars in the world like like that was gonna be like oh you're, you're free to go sir you're right like what did you like that was his move to get out of a dui <laughs> like, what was the goal there that the cop would just be like he's right let this drunk yeah. man go were you just chatting it up during your <laughs> during your dui arrest mel jeez <laughs> yeah, just yeah, what do you think of the Jews, officer? And it's yeah. like, well, what do you want from the officer? You're not talking about black people, then he's not going to be on board with you. Yeah. Oh, boy, he, he really missed an opportunity there. <laughs> Did I say Jews? I meant every other minority. Yeah. <laughs> he just starts <laughs> listing them. What about these people? Are All those? the other ones. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I miss you. Ah. Oh. Well, okay, let's get into it because you have such a unique situation. I mean, we're all in the unique, not unique situation of being quarantined, but it's unique in history coupled yeah. with, so you right before we went into like Los Angeles, went into lockdown, you uh, came out, you know, to friends and family uh, and, I, and publicly as, you know, transgendered. Yep. How how long before quarantine was that? Fuck. Okay, it was like. Well, I, I should I just in the interest of like kind of explaining how this is. There's kind of stages, I assume. Yeah. Well, the, like the first stage is being like I am this. Oh you know? yeah. Well, so when- there's the, sorry. Yeah, so, so that happened. That and that happened in January. And I remember it was the day. It was the day Kobe died. Coincidentally, like I just realized, like okay, I I'm a, I'm transgender. I'm a woman. That's what that's what my deal is. That's what like has made my life not make sense for a long time. And then I started like medically transitioning. That's when you start like taking female hormones and medications that block male hormones. That I started doing literally the day before the stay at home order. So it's it's been quite a year. I have to say. Then- quite a year it's like are there jokes to be made i don't want to be like are you are you doing a joke about this but that's what i'm doing is yeah (laughs) um only knowing that you have like a dark sense of humor the like just the coincidence of the timing of both of those things i feel like Mm -hmm. is there something there to be like (laughs) god cursed everyone he's like no no, it's too terrible. Um, okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> so you're like, I finally realized I'm transgendered. And then you yeah, look at the news was, and you're like, oh, I, I, was, I, yeah. I fractured the fabric of society. Yeah, I, I, was, I was the one too many for God. He was just like, that's it. That's he's like, it. He's like, I get it. I made a couple mistakes. And then he's fucking quit watching where a helicopter was going and he's like oh, you know I, 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 God's just up God's just up there like you know I hit him hard with AIDS but they just don't take the hint <laughs> nobody listens to me like, and this is what has to be done I've always loved the idea of a, a rabid but also absent-minded God who like half of the mass tragedies are just him having like fallen asleep or lost a notebook and he's like what happened oh no who did that yeah <laughs> Ah. That's what I, like surgeons do that. Sometimes people just die because they fuck up. No one's talking about it. Fucking God. I mean, truly. Uh, I mean, that's that's a whole different podcast. Okay, so oh. 
How great would it be if you got some surgery and you're like, so have you ever fucked up and killed anyone? Like, all the time. Let me oh, tell you. God, <laughs> weekly. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, you know the doctor from my 600-pound life? I don't, I mean, yeah. Apparently, he, like, left, like, some plastic tubing in a guy's <laughs> stomach. And he's just like, oh, I gotta go back in and get that. <laughs> what, like, what a weird whoops-a-daisy. I don't know how yeah. I would feel if my doctor was like, hey... I fudged up a little and we left some parts in you. It's like, what? What? Like, that's... How much do they pay you? Whatever you, like, you can't understand what your doctor is saying when they says, like, we ran into some some fascial interference and we need to go. It's like, oh, you, you did something. You, you, my, my, your keys are in my stomach. Yeah, your Bluetooth <laughs> headphone yeah. is just floating around in my intestines. It's like, I just got to get that back. Um... Wow, that's okay. So to backtrack a little, you said it was, you know, the day Kobe died was when you, so you like had this realization. How did that happen? So until that moment, you weren't, because I think a lot of people go, you know, what does it mean to be transgendered? Are you born going, I'm the wrong gender? Or is it something that you don't realize till later? And so. Some people do because it's just, I mean, like, granted, I grew up in South Dakota. I'm born in 1986. So, you know, like a lot of my life kind of there was pre-internet as we know it really, you know, so it's like, I just didn't. Did you realize that was a thing? I mean. Because I think about high school and I'm like, if someone had, if I had known about transgendered people. Yeah. In high school, I think I might have had a moment where I seriously questioned, like, wow, right. that's a thing. Yeah. Or maybe that's why I fucking am the way I am. I think I knew it was, I think I knew it was aware of it, but like, you're, you're, you know, you're from Alaska. You probably have a similar, let me know if you have a similar thing. I always had this, like, so I'm in South Dakota and there is so many things in life that's just like, well, that happens far away from me, you know? That's like, yeah, that it's like, that's like not the, a here thing. Yeah, you don't feel, like, I don't know, again, I don't know what Alaska's like, but it's just, you feel very, like, it's like you orbit around the world rather than really be a part of it. I mean, that's the feeling of it anyway. Yeah, like, it's its own, it, it's, it, it's like being on, for me, Alaska is like its own plane of existence, like its own it was like being on another planet that was just yeah. like snow machines and guns and fucking yeah. tobacco. You know, I was there once. Like, it feels so, like, difficult psychologically to leave. Like, you can't just... It's not just a matter of going to an airport and flying away and, like, moving. I mean, I don't know how you move out of Alaska unless you're just like, fuck all my belongings, I'm going somewhere else, you know? Yeah, which is, to be fair, kind of what I did. But it's also, like, yeah. it's it's such a culture and, like, a, oh, I don't, I don't want to call it, like, a way of life. But it is, like, almost ingrained in you, this. Yeah. This is the world you live in. And anything else that differs from that seems, or for me, it was either either wrong or just, like, so foreign that it wasn't for me, you know? Yeah, it's like saying what's going on in China. It's like... Exactly. Yeah, they might, they might very well be doing interesting things, but I'm not, like, I'm not moving to China, you know? Yeah. Fuck. So you were living in South Dakota. Yeah. 
So, and like, and by the way, South Dakota is not really like that. South Dakota kind of, like, South Dakota kind of has like this like mean contempt for like things that aren't right in front of your face when you live there, which is most things. <laughs> They're like, well, if you aren't a church going, well, I don't even know what fucking people South Dakota do. Yeah, I mean, shoot guns mostly. So, <laughs> okay. Which I don't have a problem with. Boy, do we have a hoot shooting guns in South yeah. Dakota. It's, it's it, the best times the, of my life. The anger out gets the energy out. <laughs> you betcha. Um. Okay, so you. So I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Oh, so I don't, okay. I'm going to just fuck this up and it's not going to be PC. I don't know the politically. Yeah, I know. I don't know the right way to be like the fucking in your former days as Joe, you know what I mean? Like before you uh, came out as transgendered, I knew you as Joe Dodge. I think a lot of probably even people listening who were, you know, fans of podcasts and roast battle and had, you know, stand up comedy. Um, uh, knew you as Joe Josh and, you know, saw you as a uh, gay male. Do you feel like, when did you, how, when did you come out? Hmm, what am I trying to ask here? Did you always know you were gay? Like, I, did you always know you were attracted to men? Excuse me. No. Um, well, here's the thing about that. There's like, okay. Um, God, I want to think. This is like such a backstory question. It's so it's interesting because it's like, well, I mean, I guess the the meat of my question is that like I'm wondering if you feel like you know coming out or realizing you were gay is was sort of like for your journey this like natural transgression toward yeah. realizing, oh, actually, this is what's going on. Well, it's it's just a, it's such an interesting question because it's like it's like asking like how did Hitler happen and it's like well you go back to the Austro-Hungarian Empire and then <laughs> in 1600 they laid the seeds you know what I mean I, I love that your story of being a transgender woman is like equating <laughs> with Hitler is like the funniest thing I've ever heard you're like well where does it ever begin really yeah. <laughs> exactly one more person would have appreciated my fucking art. Yeah, you know, yeah, fagginess is a flat circle. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm choking. <laughs> well, okay, here's, here's what I'll say to that. Like, it's when you're transgender and you're living as not what you really are inside... So like, like trying to maintain uh, biological gender norms. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, I'm living as a man and I'm not one deep down inside. It's like your sexuality. It's like you, you, you have to be in the, if you're not in like living as the right gender, it's like your sexuality is not in gear, so to speak. Mm, okay. So it's like very, very hard to even be like, what is my sexuality if I don't have the foundation for it, which to me is kind of what like your gender is now. So like I, there's another thing too, where like people who are trans and they're not really aware of it, like male to female trans women will be like attracted to women in a way where if you don't know any better, you'll assume like, oh, hey, I feel weird looking at this woman. I must want to have sex with her. 
But like what you really are doing is like, oh, I wish I were like her, but you don't have the feelings to articulate it yet. Oh, that's so interesting where it's just like something about her is so appealing and you can't nail it down. Yeah. So because of, you know, our social structure, you go, I guess that means I want to fuck you. Yeah. And you can't really access your sexuality anyway. So you don't really know any better, Like you don't know, but you don't know the difference between those two feelings. Wow, it's like it's like you haven't hit that level because you haven't figured out who you are yet. It's like almost yeah. impossible to hit that level of emotional intelligence. Yeah, so it's exactly, and you you just have nothing to compare it to. And wow. Yeah, so it's very easy to be like, well, I think I like women, but like I definitely don't feel straight. You know, like this yeah. can't be what straightness is. Yeah, because um, you're not like, oh, fucking yeah, let me put my dick in your kitty. Like, you're not yeah. a cartoon of a straight man. Like, you, you try to live that way, and it just feels wrong somehow. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like so then that, that was what made me believe, like, okay, well, I must be, like, and I always had, like, I knew deep inside I had, like, a femininity that, like, I wasn't willing or, like, wasn't willing to look at, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, wasn't okay. willing to, like, live in. So then one day I just saw like I was this was and this was in the middle of me doing really really poorly emotionally where I was just like well I must be gay cuz I'm like kind of a feminine that just must be what gay is. Wow. You know, but I have to say like that never felt right. Like it's not like I didn't like just it's not like I wasn't attracted to men. That wasn't the feeling. It was like the idea of, of sex feels disgusting. Because I am wow. not, like, enabled to have it. Okay, yeah, because you're not, like, comfortable. Like, the part, the gender parts you have aren't matching up with, like, how you're feeling or how you, you know, how you truly are. So it's, like, yeah. total, just complete discomfort. Like, imagine you, like, having sex with your boyfriend who you like, but, like, you all of a sudden just don't have tits and you have a penis for some reason. Like, how... Like how that, how that yeah. feel? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that would be for sure shocking. Although I will say sometimes I do sit on my boyfriend's lap on the end of his legs and pretend his penis is mine. I don't know if that's normal. Is that a fact? I mean, just to be funny. I'm like, look at my penis. And he's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> that's like, adorable. I'll ruin like <laughs> nice intimate moments to be like, look, I have a penis. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you're having a gender identity crisis, but he certainly is now. <laughs> I, mean, for, for, I mean, I think my life has just been an ongoing identity crisis. So it doesn't surprise me if any and all umbrellas fall under there. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I totally can understand what you mean, where it's like, you're like looking at your body and like the way you're, I'm not saying totally understand, but like the way you're craving to uh, have sex or like what feels natural within your body, I imagine looking down and seeing a part that doesn't fit with that is like a mind fuck. Yeah, I mean, it, it is in retrospect, but, like, at the time, you don't know any better because you just think, like, this is, I guess life just feels kind of shitty all the time, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, is that what, like, for a long time you just summed it up to? Maybe it's some sort of confidence issue with my body I haven't worked out, or maybe just life sucks and it just just a feeling I have to deal with? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like, I hate to say that, but, like, I mean, 
And it's almost like you, it's, it's almost even hard to get to like articulating that feeling because it's like, you don't know any better. Like you don't. Yeah. It's just, I feel kind of shitty all the time, but like, I've never like felt better than this. So like, do I feel shitty? You know? Wow. No, I, God, I, I can understand what that is like so much where you go like, is this feeling shitty or is this actually just as good as it gets? And like, I need to learn to accept that. Right. And that's in like, just going like, I guess maybe this is life and that's all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Wow. 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 This is so fascinating to me. I mean, it's, it's very like, I don't mean to get all maudlin and everything, but like, I don't know who that is. Before I started living as a woman, I literally never smiled genuinely. Wow. I do, I do mean never. Never. Like it always felt if you were putting on like a smile, it was like a forced, mm, hey, uh, I mean, it, try to I fucking mean, be. Yeah. Wow. Like never. if you look, if you look at my Facebook or my Instagram, like, I mean, like when I was living as a guy, I stopped trying to smile and post in photos because it, it looked weird. Like it looked, I looked like an alien trying to mimic human emotion all the time. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. That was such a great way to describe it. Um, wow. So you're just like, fuck that. I'm not even going to bother. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, not that I spin, you know, 24 seven with you, but I can definitely attest to. Yeah, I, I never thought of you and thought that you were like, oh, Joe, what a smiley guy, like back before your transition. I mean, so funny and I loved you, but I never was like, you know who is just the brightest ball of sunshine at all moments? Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and like now that I'm out living this way and like, don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm far from passing. I realize that like it takes a long time to like really get your body to change, but like, I'll see myself in a mirror, like wearing a dress or makeup or even just like, and I'll just like, I will like light up. Like it's, it's so much fun. It's just getting, it's like getting hit. You get hit with like a blast of euphoria. Wow. Every now and then it's like, oh wow. Like this, this is what happiness is. This is what like, wow. This is what they're talking about. Like, oh, they're, they're not bullshitting me when they say life can feel this way. That's so interesting. So it's like since you've transitioned, or maybe even like a little bit before coming out to your friends and family, because I know you were sort of starting to dress a a little bit feminine anyway before you came out. um, That really just like putting on a dress makes, or like some type of feminine wear change your whole emotion? Well, see, it's more than the wear. Like the wear is definitely a big part of it, but it's more like seeing myself as a woman I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm in, like I'm tapped into like the good vibes of life for, you know, the first year ever, you know? Yeah. Well, they say, and this is something I've just been like reading about very recently. And I fucking wish I could tell you who they is, even though I was just watching this long fucking TED talk about it. But uh, that like everyone has masculine and feminine energy and, you know, it's, you know, different from person to person, but people start to get really fucked up when they're suppressing, I think either energy, but especially people who have big feminine energy who are not letting that out and acknowledging that can like be a real like emotional toll. Yeah. And it like, it like saps the energy from the other, you know, like I wasn't, 
I mean, like, you know, I was living, I was like suppressing all of this down without even realizing it, but it wasn't like I was like a masculine guy. Like I kind of like bitched a lot and, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy, this guy likes to gossip a lot. Yes. <laughs> Real Gabby, this fella. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, well, did, was like, realizing what was going on was was a gender thing was that a sudden like a light bulb click bulb clicked on or was it over like a, a chunk of time where you started to kind of oh maybe it's this i should explore that more well like you know like you said in that time when i was like wearing dresses and makeup out but like not saying i'm a woman yet you know because there are like there are like gay guys who do that like james charles is like that jeffrey star is like that you know yeah but like i'm sorry what was the question it flew out of my head oh no it's okay so the question was um was the kind of realization that uh you were a transgendered woman like a sudden like light bulb came on or was it sort of this process of let me dip my toe in the pool well, like like you said, like I was kind of dipping my toe in the pool without realizing it. But I remember thinking one day, like, you know what? I bet this is the kind of because if you would have asked me, I'd have been like, look, I just I'm a guy who wears what I want, and I don't give a shit. You know, I'm all punk rock and cool, whatever. You know? Yeah, you're like, I don't give a fuck, and which yeah. is you know the red flag of any person who gives the most fucks is them being like, yeah. I don't give a fuck, really loudly, let everyone know how little I care. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, yeah. So then I was very much like, there was a day when I was like, you know what? I bet this is the thing that like trans people do when they're like gearing up to like accept it. And then I was like, wow. all right, well, I'll put a pin on that. And that's what happened. So that's so funny. You're like, well, I'll just give that. I'll circle back to that yeah. in a little while. And then, yeah. then you did just full, just twirl. <laughs> Um, wow, that's so, so fascinating. Was that a weird, was that realization weird for you? Was it like, or like a relief? Kind of like, what's the feeling that comes? Was there any anxiety Um, about it or anything? I mean, like the day it clicked into place, like, that was a really heavy day. Like, I was really scared like, I felt like I was really worried if this was something, you know, it's in a weird way, it's a lot like getting sober, where wow. it's like, okay, I'm about to change this really huge thing about myself, you know, and then, like, your brain tells you, well, if you do that, you're going to lose this, and this terrible thing is going to happen, and this terrible thing is going to happen, but, like... Of course, like, oh, all your friends won't fucking relate to you anymore. Yep, yep, exactly. Like, I thought... You know, I'm not going to be able to be funny anymore. I'm not like no one at the store is going to like me. I can't do stand up anymore. Like, also, I felt like embarrassed that I came to that conclusion, like comparative. Well, not even, I mean, I guess later than in life than others. You yeah, know? but then also probably at the same time as many other people. It's just like given where you're from and not, you know, I think it's a well, lot easier to come to that conclusion in a house. Or in, a, yeah. in an area even where it's like you're normally seeing transgendered people in the community or like yeah. just people being gay is just a regular part of life versus, you know, growing up in South Dakota where they're like, 
yeah, I met a gay guy once. And they talk about it like it's a fucking an evil spirit. (laughs) Well, also, you like, you don't, you don't, you, you don't you don't hear about the people you, you only hear about like okay here's this 22 year old like youtube influencer who's like trans and gorgeous like oh yeah who's like hot and oh you're so brave that you came out yeah and already had millions of supporting fans yeah but and you don't you don't hear the people who probably like just go to their grave without like and just kind of like grit their teeth terribly through life like there's probably I mean, honestly, like, you know, when they say, like, gay people are, you know, whatever, 10% of the population and trans people are, like, you know, one, maybe. Like, I guarantee those numbers are way higher. Yeah, if people really, like, like, tapped into their... Yeah, like, you're counting the people who are not only out, but, like, realize it about themselves and are out, you know? Yeah, because I can also imagine that, like, that's... I feel like, and and stop me if this is like the dumbest thing you've ever heard uh, or just completely off, but being in a position and I'm basing this basically on like, uh, what is it? The hierarchy of needs. Who is that? Mav, Mavlov? Mavlov? What the fuck is that guy's name? I was like, Mavlov? Matlock's hierarchy. (laughs) Johnny Needy Dude. Johnny Carson's hierarchy, but no, but... He just rolls up on a motorcycle. He's like, y'all need some shelter and food over here? (laughs) Get on. Um, I feel like this is a thing that for a lot of people, and it sounds like for you, at least a little bit, it requires a little bit of self-exploration and really looking at yourself and you know what's going on and having time to really pull apart your feelings and so I definitely understand how you know there's so many people who are just making ends meet and you know they've subscribed to whatever the fucking social construct that they were taught was what will make you happy so they fucking you know wifed up really quickly and the kids and the job and they're working yeah. their butts off to just, you know, check to check. And they don't ever have that time to reflect. Do you think that the fact that, do you think there is some sort of element of uh, having, the, the being able to realize you're transgender in a way is like some type of privilege? I hate that the word privilege has this fucking stigma of you say privilege and I think like I I say privilege and I think like white privilege. Oh, you're so privileged. But just like, do you feel like in, in a different life path, you know what I mean? Like that through maybe through doing comedy and, and everything you're doing right now in LA afforded you the opportunity to like look within and really have that realization for yourself. Well, it's, I guess the way I know it, I I can answer that. It's very, I think it's like you said, or I think there's a lot of people walking around life who like, because of like, you know, I am this way. I grew up where I grew up and I, I just never had it in my psyche. Like I just believe that, okay, like being alive, just kind of low level sucks. Things are feel very good. You kind of just grit your teeth and like, you know, ice your heart up and that's just sort of what it is. But yeah, like some people never 
like you took the sort of personal step in your journey to go, maybe there's more than this. And maybe some people just never take that step. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, like I'm in like a lot of 12 step programs, you know? Yeah. And it's all, it's very like things. This really turned around for me when I really got it into my spirit that like, Hey, life can be very, very good. I'm worthy of a life that's, feels very very good and I can do that was really the moment it's like okay I can be a transgender woman and live that way that's amazing I don't know how many people believe life can be that way I don't think it's I mean I'd like it to be default and you know what do I know but I mean like you said there can be people who are not trans and all walks of life who don't really have that in their operating system you know absolutely do you think on the note of you know, you bringing up 12 step programs. Do you think that you could have come out, um, without getting sober? Like, do you no. think that that was part of it? Absolutely not. It's, it's, I mean, like I was so, I was light years away from, you know, like booze and other addictive behaviors. It put me like light years away from my real feelings and my real self. And like, you know, what I thought was my personality, like when I was drinking, was really just a series of defense mechanisms mm, Okay. that I was just operating under. Like, yeah. they were not my real feelings. And again, if I'm not aware that life is supposed to feel good, none of this feels weird to me. Yeah, it's just like the reality you're operating in. So, like, if you've constantly been, like, in that kind of on guard, this is how I am, you it's so easy to just go, I guess this is just the way it is. Yeah. And even taking that step to get sober is like, if so much of your personality is going out or having a drink or even like drinking just in general is a big part of your day or, or, you know, using whatever substances that in itself is like a huge step. So did that kind of having already gone through getting sober, do you think that, in any way made it a little bit easier for you to oh yeah it's, it's like i've already been through hell and like sobriety sobriety is fucking hard oh, yeah. as fuck i i think i wish there were, i think there ought to be like a thing for trans people where they're like because there's, there's a lot of principles that just apply the same thing it's very like like when you're getting sober you've like kind of warped your own i like the word operating system like when you're an alcohol, like when I'm an alcoholic or and I'm living in alcoholism, I think the world is a dangerous, terrible place. Nothing is ever going to go right for me. And it's me against existence. And I'm like, well, my regular personality can't really function in this. So let me like, let me paper that over with a bunch of terrible behaviors and like paint over it a million times. So you got to like scrub and scrub and dig to even get down to like my soul. Yeah. You know? So it's very... When you're getting sober, you'd be like, okay, I want to like feel better. I want to live better life. I want to make better decisions, but you can't just do it right away. Yeah. Like it's it, like they say one day at a time. Like you kind of be like, Hey, I did this today. This was pretty good. Made a pretty good decision here. You know, I made this decision. It wasn't really what I wanted. I did it because I'm afraid of this. Um, and that's all okay. And like, 
slowly but surely you get better. And transitioning like is really the same thing because you can't, I think some people think like you just go in for a surgery and then you're like a woman or a man. Like it's like a ta-da, like you go under and then you pop up and. Yeah, exactly. And, but like really it's like, okay, you take estrogen and testosterone blockers and then you do that for like literally a couple of years and then maybe you can, you know, get your penis turned into a vagina if you want or vice versa. So it's like, you know, like, it's we have this word, we, yeah, well, yeah, like, we have this word passing, and, like, passing means, like, you, you, I just look like no one assumes I'm trans ever like, when I'm walking down the street. You were, like, a, like, biologically born a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's, it just, and it just takes, it takes a long time. So, like, the whole idea of, like, being able to live, like, one day at a time and incremental progress is okay. And like, this is actually a better way to get things done than trying to do everything at once. Like it's, it's tremendously helpful, like sobriety tools. Yeah. So you've, cause it's like, in a way you've already tapped into building that kind of, you know, emotional muscle, I guess, so to speak of, yeah. of acceptance and just, yeah. M- moving one step one day at a time. Wow. Um, so is that, is that, so you just recently started taking right before we went under, is that you went to see a doctor? How does that work? By the way, do you show up to your primary and go like, Hey, listen, I'm a woman. So how do you, do you have pills for that? Like, here's a, the, the thing is, it, it's like, like, is it's, it like when I got on birth control, and I was like, listen, I'm a whore. Do you have pills? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It kind of is. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's weirdly, it's like buying a gun. Cause like, that's amazing. You, you assume it's, it's like going to be way harder than it is. And it totally isn't. And then like you go in this like tiny low ceiling room and the guy who's there to help you is like, like really disturbingly excited about it and like eerily political and, <laughs> and you're like, Hey, I kind of want to do this. I think that'd be better. It's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I'd do it all today. If it weren't for the fucking government, like it's <laughs> I mean, like, all right, relax. I just want to kill some birds in my yard. <laughs> but, but like non-joking answer, it's like you go into a psychologist and you go, Hey, I think I might be a woman or I might be a man or like whatever you want to be or you feel like you are rather, and they go, okay. And then they like, they ask you a series of questions or they're like, do you ever find yourself wearing this? Do you ever find yourself feeling that? And, and then you just kind of go, and then they like, they basically just have to ask you these questions because they can diagnose you with something called gender dysphoria, which is just, yeah, it's just a fancy way of saying like, I feel bad living in the gender I've been living in. And then, they go, okay, you've got this diagnosis. Then they refer you to an endocrinologist, which is a hormone doctor. And then they just start giving you hormones. Wow. It's like um, Adderall for your genitals. That's a stupid analogy um, for anyone who doesn't have ADHD, but they make you take a very long, <laughs> it's so counterintuitive, a very long uh, questionnaire. A good doctor does anyway. There's plenty of pill pushers, but they're like to make sure that you're not just like, coming in trying to fucking do something on a, you know, manic whim. Yeah. Uh, Wow. That's so interesting. And then they refer you. And let me ask you this. um, Is, do you have health insurance? Yes. Is any of this covered by health insurance? All of it is. 
Really? Yep. That's so great. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, I'm like, I have, you know, I don't know where all your listeners are from, but I have Kaiser Permanente, which is just this all-inclusive health insurance. It's really like, I think it's Calif- It's in like California and maybe like 10, 12 other states or something. Yeah. we're all, They're all over, but yeah, it's, it's fairly big. It's not the but big. I mean, I saw... I think two different doctors for, okay, I saw three different doctors for this in my network, and like literally all three of them were just in the building that's four blocks from my house. Ah, what a, what a gift. Like they, like, I think trans people think like, hey, no one's going to support me. This is just too weird. It's like my weird little secret thing, but like people are way more set up to be helpful for this. It's not. It's in my experience, as, it's been tremendously easy to get all, it's been easy to all get done. Oh yeah. Well, and I'm sure also like, I, I feel in Los Angeles, there's, I don't want to say there's a bigger community of transgender people. Cause uh, circling back to what you said, who knows how many people are really out there mm-hmm. that haven't come out or never will or, but it's so much more in the social kind of, uh, I don't know, atmosphere around us that especially somewhere like this, it's not something a doctor is going to be like, you're all what, what, what is this? You know? But but even then, I mean, you know, like you go to a psychologist anywhere, like psychologists are not right wing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you don't meet meet a lot of like fascist therapists. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine? You're like, boy, did that therapist take me down a dark path? Yeah. Like, just, oh, yeah, no, what's, you're not depressed. It's the Jews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, my God, you're right. No, 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 girl, you're doing great. <laughs> you're killing it. Yeah. So was this like, um, were you regularly seeing this psychologist and it was an ongoing conversation or did you go, I think I, I think this is what's going on, called Kaiser and that's their process that they refer you to. I mean, yeah, that's literally what I did. I just Googled like transgender healthcare in my network and this guy's name came up and made an appointment and I said like, this is how I'm feeling. Also like at that point, like I was just convinced, like I didn't need him to like. Like you already knew, you're like, I figured it out. Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't need, I did not feel any like I need you to help me figure this out. Like I just felt like this is what it is. Okay, was there anyone in the process of you realizing it, who you were talking to or confiding in that sort of, it was at least like a, a sounding board or anything for any of this, or was it all kind of just on your own? Um, I mean, like I have like sponsors in my 12 step programs and that kind of thing. Uh, okay. So and I'm like, sure. I had, like I had talked about this kind of stuff. So like, yeah, people had heard about it. Okay. And then, um, you touched on it briefly, but, um, so the, do the, the doctors kind of lay out what the plan is, how you said, you know, for a couple of years, you'll take these hormones and, uh, and then once you've gotten over kind of that hump that a, a certain amount of time has passed, then, then they'll circle back to discuss any type of, you know, surgeries. Yeah. Okay. And it's what, like, like three or four years? Is that what you said? I think it's two years. I mean, it also kind of depends on, like, your hormone levels. Okay. Like, if you were just a fucking testosterone machine, it might take a little bit longer. 
Is that a thing? Yeah, well, it's... (laughs) Excuse me, not a scientist, just making shit up. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you you could... I mean, if you were, like, a, quote, testosterone machine, like, they would give you hormones accordingly. It's it's also, like... It's not like you just, like, kind of... It's more complicated than, like, okay, you need this much estrogen, let's pour this much in, like... Okay, it's not like a one-size-fits-all. It's not like, what makes a lady is this exact amount of estrogen. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there's a range, and it's also, like, your body, you know, your body responds to hormones in a lot of ways that are, like, beyond just, like, more or less, you know, so it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. Hormones have been to blame for... Many a thing. Your entire life. Yes. Oh, God, <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, truly. Um, how are the hormones? Are, have you noticed anything? Yeah. Um, okay, there was one day, like two weeks in, where I swear to God, I felt like I was on mushrooms. Wow. Yeah. Wow, like kind of like colors are brighter, like microdosing amount of mushrooms or like fully tripping? I mean, I felt like I would say I very, very, very like intensely and was seized by this feeling I'd never felt before. Let's call it gooey. Mm. Wow. Gooey. Yeah. That's so interesting. And there were also times when I felt like I'd be like, like, I kind of got really angry sometimes, like, when I was first getting used to it. I always felt like, it's like I owed back taxes on missed periods. That's so funny. Well, no, because that's, that's, like, where my thought goes, is that, like, I've had, you know, friends transitioning go, like, I just, you know, like, these hormones are making me feel so crazy. And then yeah. my instinct, which is probably not the right response for like a friend who's experiencing an emotion they've never experienced is like yeah welcome to being a woman bitch (laughs) but that's just like the back taxes on periods it is that do you know or has anyone mentioned you like a medical professional as you transition and like are further into your transition do you get like are you going to get the highs and lows that are associated with like women's hormonal cycles? I think so. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, what a joy. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Honestly, it's, it's, I understand when like cis women say that, like I get, yeah, I know, say, I know it's like, it's so fucking ignorant. So please like, come no, 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 it's all good. I'm just like, I, I did have a couple of friends being like, welcome to be a woman. Hey, you know what else was great about being a woman? Feeling fucking feelings. Yes. Well, no, <laughs> and that's what I was going to say is like, even me making that joke of like, fucking buckle up, you know, yeah. or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay. I'll take a few days every once in a while of feeling emotional in to be who I am. Like it's great. Yeah. To like, especially if I imagine if you've been tucking that away and unable to really express those emotions, there's, oh, yeah. even on the like very emotional days, it, there's probably some at least nugget of like relief of like, Oh my God, thank God I can finally just let this out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's, I used to be so jealous of women because they get to cry. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so, I'm laughing, but I also totally get it because it's like, there's such this weird in the 
and and anyone who feels emotions like this, I think can relate of in the moments of crying or where something is just like, like, especially a, a painful, like I'm hurting cry. Yes. It's like, God, make it fucking end. But that the euphoria that comes after crying is like, it's been said a hundred times, but it's like coming for your emotions. You know what I mean? I mean, it really, yeah. I always feel like, like really constructive crying. I feel like there's like this frozen propane tank inside me and like crying is like burning that energy off, you know? It's like, Oh no, it's now it's out. Good. Yes. Like I used to for so long and I, I don't think it's unique. I think it's, you know, part of our culture of, you know, like, you know, big girls don't cry, you know, whatever. But, you know, the instinct is to go like, be tough, you know, don't let them know you're sad or like keep it together. And now it's like, you know, not, you know, in an inappropriate setting where it's like, this is going to make everyone fucking creeped out. If I was like a public gathering, I'm not going to openly sob usually. Well, that's not even true, but it's like But but even then, it's like, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? I really like... I really decided, like, when I, you know, kind of when life brings, opens back up, I'm really going to bring my feelings to a lot of stuff now, you know, because I just... Why not? Yeah. Well, I feel like it's almost like... I feel like to not is, like, to be, like, contemptful of femininity, you know? Like, if women aren't going to bring this into life, like, who is? Well, exactly. And it's like... And as much as we're taught to kind of keep it down or, you know tuck it in, suck it up. It's like, yeah, no, that's unnatural. What's natural is like, you have a feeling you let it out. I mean, I live that tuck it down way for, you know, 30 plus years and there's zero payoff to it. Yeah. And that's it's exactly. And it's like, so now I'm also at a place where it's like, Oh, I, if I need to cry, it's like fucking let's lean yeah. into it. Let's get a good hard cry and get it out. It's like, it's, it really is like a cleansing. It's so yeah. great that you're now able to tap into that. Do you feel like this is completely philosophical and I don't even know if there is a way for anyone to prove otherwise or whatever, but yeah, I guess you already said this. I was going to say, do you feel like you're under like an extra heap of crying to get down like this big pile of stuff that has been kind of blocked down for years? Um, kind of no, because a lot of like my 12 step stuff really took care of that. Oh, nice. I mean, there was a lot in there. Don't get me wrong, but like. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's fucking for sure. I kind of feel like I just get to enjoy this time, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like it's, what's it like, like transitioning in quarantine i'm wondering if you're feeling like it's better or worse than it would be well better or worse are the best words to use but than it would be if life had stayed the same like do you feel like there's some sort of pro or con yeah you know before i answer that can i can we take just a two second break i gotta refill my water absolutely i will pause the recording thank you um all right we took a, a temporary break and we are back Um, so we were, before the break, we were talking about if you feel like there is a pro or con or, you know, maybe a bit of both to transitioning or being at the beginning of your transition, because who knows if, you know, the quarantine, how long that will last, but, um, kind of behind closed doors versus, you know, 
in our normal day to day? Well, I tell you what, if there's like, if this has to happen, this is kind of a perfect time for me just because, you know, like it's the beginning is the most like awkward, vulnerable time into like not have the, like with stand-up shutting down to not have the pressure of like, you know, feeling comfortable in my own skin in that very, very like heightened extra pressure environment yeah that's kind of a blessing um you know it's weird like i feel like i'm like locked in a room turning into a werewolf that's so funny yeah no because it's like that's what i'm thinking i'm like is the end of transition gonna be not transition quarantine like he (laughs) remember those like 90s daytime show like makeovers where they'd be like you're never gonna believe what they look like now and you like burst through an old photo of yourself and you're like i'm here bitches (laughs) well (laughs) the thing about that is like quarantine would have to go pretty long to really blow anyone away (laughs) yeah you're like is there is there like a tiny party that's like but like if it did it's okay well, here, here's the thing. Like, I can't, like, I would love to go. There's a ton of, like, little things that you don't think about that, like, wow, I wish society was open. Like, I would really love to get my brows done. I would really love to go get a wax instead of shaving my whole body twice a week, you know? Yeah. Um, especially now at the beginning of, you know, a transition where, I, you know, I'm sure that's, a huge part of, you know, what's on your mind and stuff. Yeah. Does that kind of fuck with you? Like from day to day, like, and, and cause I think this is happening with a lot of people who have, who've done any of that regularly, but, um, it's just moments of kind of like self-conscious or like self-esteem, not feeling as, you know, pretty as you'd like to feel. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely, you know, like a big thing right now is my hair. Like I literally, I literally started this from a shaved head and I thought, you know, Hey, yeah, I'll be locked away in two months and I'll have a whole bunch of hair. It's like, no girl, no, you won't. Um, (laughs) It just takes a long time. Yeah. You know, also like, like women have shaved heads, but like no woman has the hair I currently have, you know? Yeah. Where it's like in the kind of in between, so that's, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But, like, I wear, I wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of, like, head wraps and stuff. And Yeah. Are you still in quarantine, even though, like, it's no one's seeing you? Because for those that don't know, um, you have a wonderful fashion. Um, Thank the, you. Just the dresses and the pieces, the jackets you, you've worn on stage into the store are just, you're very good at finding these, like, amazing kind of statement pieces. I love your style. Have you continued to, Oh, of course. Like I, I've always been loud about that and it's, I'm, I'm a big fan of, I don't even know if I can say I'm a big fan of fashion in general, because there's some things that are so popular and like considered normal, normal, good dress that are so beyond my head that I'm like, yeah, that's fucking, you look boring, bitch. But like, I agree. Or it's like, cool, a fucking loose, plain-colored T-shirt in boyfriend jeans? Grow up. Um, yeah. You have an incredible style, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh do God, you not think you, you do? No, I think... L- listen, this is something that was said to me years ago, and it stuck, and it's always just made sense to me, is that 
I, I think I make a lot of bold choices with my style and sometimes yeah. they work, but sometimes they're a real tank. Like I was, um, I've always been like this. And I think anyone I went to high school with can attest to this. My friend who was an editor of the school yearbook, my senior year, one time said to me, I don't know what I was wearing that day, but she was like, you know, I feel like if we did a spread in the yearbook on two pages where one was the best dressed and one was the worst dressed, you could be on both pages depending on the day. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> but so I, I, I think I take a lot of, you know, leaps and sometimes it works. And sometimes I look like I am wrapped in old gift wrap or something, but, but thank you. That really means a lot. Cause I, I don't know. I love, I love like bold colors and big patterns and, just fun. I also just love fun pieces where it's like super unique that, you know, someone would look at it and go like, wow, I, where could you have gotten that? Um, I have never once looked at anything you were wearing and thought like, oh, this is, this stinks. This is a real misfire for Jessica Michelle. I've never oh, thought that. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, thank you. Like I've said it before. Your style is like if like a white person could be Japanese. <laughs> Uh, yes, appropriation. That is my style. <laughs> um, and I'm proud of it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, have you continued to grow your wardrobe while in quarantine? Like, I know you're saying, like, you wear a lot of, like, hats and scarves. Are you, like, adding new pieces? Or are you just kind of, like, you've got enough for now and you're not seeing anyone, so just fucking... Well, here's here's the thing. I don't have enough for now because <laughs> it's, I mean, like, in the two-month window I had, like, being out between now and lockdown... I was doing a ton of shopping and I got a ton of things and like I literally ditched all of my boy stuff, but it's the thing that here's a, here's a weird thing about it. Like, and like, by the way, girls have been so wonderful. When I came out to this, people were like, Oh, I have all these old dresses. I don't, I didn't realize the thing women did was they just kind of swap clothes around among oh friends. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause it's so normal. Yeah. But I wouldn't have even thought to like bring that up because I'm always Fucking, I'm almost always left out of that because I'm not the size of a real human, but it's, I have shirts from like Nicole, Amy and yeah. Oh yeah. That's such a normal thing. Or people just like borrow an outfit. Like if you go over to another girl's house before you guys are going out somewhere and she's like, actually wear this jacket instead. It's yeah. Ah. And, and women have been like giving you pieces and stuff. Oh yeah. Giving me a ton <clears throat> of shoes, giving me a ton of dresses. It's been really wonderful. And like, it's been nice too, because I've got like, I have some like lesbian friends who were super into some of my boy stuff that looks really cool on them. And oh, great! Yeah, so it's all been working out good. By the way, I thought this was funny. I had like a I had a suit, you know, like a guy's suit where I yeah. was like, I went online and I'm like, look, I'm guaranteed like, you know, there's probably a bunch of struggling comics who read this page. Like, if you're like me, you there's probably situations where you'd like a suit, but like you're never gonna go buy one for yourself. I figured someone would snap that up in a second and nobody did. Ugh, comics are slobs. <laughs> that's so funny. I would have snatched it up. Like, what are they thinking? A comic, I saw a comic friend of ours at a wedding last year and oh I, this person is rich and in his 50s and I'm not going to mention his name, but showed up in like a like a North Face jacket. I'm like, what the hell is it? Well, I'm a suit. I'm like, you've grow up you fucking you have a thousand dollar watch <laughs> yeah it's like yeah okay we'll buy one you dipshit buy one suit like you fucking ah uh. it's and it's like so easy for men because if they wear the same suit no one ever thinks like 
Well, I feel like they've worn that suit before, but like, yeah, that's the, always the fear with, and that, and that's like with big statement pieces. I'm always like, I, I don't want to wear it either. I have to like this long gap between a loud piece. Like a few people are like, I really love that shirt. I'm like, well, great. I fucking can't wear it for weeks now. Cause I'm going to be like, yeah. always wears that fucking shirt. <laughs> it's also weird in LA too, where like nobody wears, like guys never wear suits unless they're like really high up in something, you know, yeah. like, that's true. Like lawyers barely do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like everyone be cool. <laughs> okay. And that concludes the free hour of my interview with Fifi Dosh. If you want more, you have more questions. I've probably answered them for you in the remaining 40 minutes. Head on over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give me a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share with your friends because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big thank you to John, Greg, Jean, Kathy, Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. Hello to all my new patrons. You all keep these episodes flowing and you keep me sane with all of our conversations and all our fun banter on the internet and all of that. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the Facebook group. Head over there if you want to get more involved. Uh, it doesn't cost you even a penny. And, uh, yeah, what else? Oh, follow at Ignorance is Blessed on Instagram to see faces that go with all of these beautiful voices. And please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions for Fifi or any guest, you have a topic you'd like covered. I'm especially uh, wanting to hear from more black voices, more about the black experience, black history, and, um, and anything I can do to support the black community right now because black lives matter and they've needed our support for so long and I would like to give more to them. And also I am giving free ad space to black businesses. So let me know what black business, black owned businesses you like. I supposed to say black owned? I said black businesses. This is a black business. It's all so dark. Just like comedy. I've gone derailed and I'm probably going to get canceled for this. Anyway, uh, send them my way. Uh, tweet them at me. No, don't tweet them at me. I miss a lot of tweets lately. Put it in the Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Let me know who you want to hear from. Who you want me to answer, ask questions to. I don't know what I'm saying. But I want your input because I want to deliver what you want to know and I will always do my best to deliver what I can so keep giving me suggestions and keep asking questions because the more we ask the more we learn the more we know the more we know the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are isn't that the point thank you for listening thank you for being patient with my ignorance see you soon idiots